This is Mary Celeste Bell. Welcome to the Blackberry Podcast, where we'll dive into stories and knowledge of the incredible people that are part of the Blackberry story. You'll hear from longtime friends, amazing visiting personalities, and our own inspired team members. Tata Harper's world-renowned skincare products champion beauty without compromise. On today's episode, Tata Harper joined BlackBerry's Senior Director of Guest Experiences, Kelly Harris, to talk about her journey into skincare, her personal routine, life as a mom and a business owner, and what keeps her returning to BlackBerry. Hello, welcome. My name is Kelly Harris, and I'm the Senior Director of Guest Experiences here at BlackBerry Farm. One of the departments that I oversee is Spawn Wellness. I'm very excited to speak with the amazing Tata Harper today. Tata, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is so fun. I am. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I arrived yesterday afternoon, and it feels like I've been here like three days already. That's so. the best thing to. That's the best thing to hear. <laughs> That's what we. That's what we hope for. That you get enough relaxation and um, separation from all of the craziness of the world. That it actually feels like it's longer. Totally great. Totally. Well, uh, let's get started. I want to hear um, about your journey. Let, let's start there. Um, what got you interested in skincare and most notably natural skincare? So, I mean, I'm going to start my journey all the way to my childhood. So I Good. was born in <laughs> Colombia. So I, a lot of people think that I am from Vermont. I am not from Vermont. I am a Latin woman. Uh, and I grew up in Colombia, like born, raised. Um, and then after high school is when I started like living abroad. But, you know, growing up in Latin America, it's really, um, there's a, an ingrained love for beauty that is just since you're born, you know, like I was <laughs> born with this. I don't even remember exactly when it started, but it's so immersed in the culture. And I think that it is a reflection around the world, you know, why we have all the different beauty cultures is because it's really a reflection of how people locally see their, this ritual, this routine. And in Latin America, I grew up in a family with tons of women. I am one of 32 cousins wow. that are we're amazing <laughs> girls. And, uh, and we just always had to share love for getting ready together, like beautifying together. And my grandmother was like the perpetrator of it all <laughs> because she loved, and she loved doing a lot of DIY. So on Saturday mornings, she would like, you know, I remember waking up really early with her and smashing avocados, making like scrubs with honey and sugar, doing this like, um, oatmeal paste that she loved to like do on her face wow. and she invited us all to come and just get it all get pampered get glowing get ready for the weekend as she used to say <laughs> and she would even bring like mani petty blowout like <laughs> it was a whole thing talk um, about that is real spa day like real spa day grandma's yeah. spa day and, and the great thing is that it was in great company. So it's not like you alone. A lot of times, a lot of the spa experiences are solo, but here you're doing it with like all the people that you love and you care for, and it just makes it so much fun. Um, but having said that, I didn't study beauty. I never thought that this could be a career for me ever. I ended up studying industrial engineering and kind of like fell into this when my stepfather got diagnosed with cancer, which was like late 2003. And I was living in Miami at the time. And um, my mom was really nervous. She's like, you know, I don't I, I can't, I, I don't want to go in this, uh, you know, to all the doctors and all of his consultations because I feel that I'm going to make him more nervous. Like you're a little bit more like, you know, relaxed. Like, why don't you go with him? So I ended up going with him to tons of doctors, clinics, you, you name it. And there was this kind of like consistent theme around lifestyle. 
Like, Tata asked Mauricio, how does he live? Like, what happens in his life every day? What he gets in touch with? What is he eating? Is it organic? And, you know, I, I have always been a health enthusiast all my life and kind of like keeping up with a lot of the wellness movements uh, at the moment, right. right? Like, whether it's just exercise. And then I remember, like, when I was in high school, a lot of the diets started coming up, like Atkins diet and this diet. And, you know, and now it has evolved into, like, this all-encompassing movement, right? That right. includes not only exercise, but how you sleep, your spirituality, how balancing. are you yeah. balancing your life, etc. So this was the early beginnings of that. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, I don't think about all these things, you know, like, what am I doing every day? And then they started diving into the products that he's using. Like, let's talk about like, what shampoos, like what chemicals is he in touch with every day, twice a day? Because <laughs> those are the ones that matter. And I was like, oh, you're right. Of course, those are the ones that matter. And I, you know, and he's a guy, he uses like five things. <laughs> I don't even know if he can get to five things. It was so easy. But then I, then I'm like, oh my God, how do, how do I think about this for my own life and my beauty closet? Not like one or two things, <laughs> but like a whole closet of hair, perfumes, skincare, like you name it, nail, like totally out of control. And I basically tackled that closet last in my um, in my journey, first I changed the food to organic food, the cleaning products. I even like went all the way to like find an organic dry cleaner because I understand like how important that is as well. And then when it was time to tackle the beauty closet, I was like, okay, I I have always been in love with the Swiss skincare line that I've been using all my life since I'm a little girl. My family has been using it. It's really high tech. It's really efficacious, very high quality. How do I find that in the natural world? How do I go about getting this, but with 100% natural ingredients? And I thought that that might be available. And I ended up, you know, going to the typical stores that I would go to, you know, department stores, beauty stores. And I would be like, girls, please help me. I want to do the natural thing. Like, what do you have? And then immediately they show you products that have algaes, products that have orchids, honey, rose, like you name it. Right. But, but that's then, not all. That's not all. <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, oh, cool. And then you turn around the box and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the rose. But I see mixed with 50 unpronounceables like what is all this and then they're like oh those are the chemicals that you need if you want this cream to work <laughs> i'm like oh really you need always synthetic chemicals but didn't you just said that the that the algaes were the thing that they were regenerative and blah 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 and then i i just left the feeling super confused and with this desire to google everything that was in those products and I bought a whole bunch and I started like just really reading ingredients and Googling ingredients. And I would be like, okay, let's see what dimethicone is. And then you're like, oh, this is a derivative from petroleum. Like, yes. oh. yeah. yeah. Or then you're like a propylene glycol. I see that everywhere. What is that? Oh my God, that is antifreeze. It's, and then you're like, wait, 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 they're putting ingredients that belong in my car, <laughs> you know, around my eyes, in my eye cream, forget about like how controversial those chemicals are or not, or how unhealthy or toxic they are. This is not the type of quality of care that I'm really interested in, especially at that price point. Um, and, uh, and I felt like super ignorant about it. And I also felt like, oh my God, I've been like mindlessly applying like ingredients that are in my car and in machines in my face, thinking that this is what's gonna help beautify me. So I <laughs> ended up then being like, okay, so this is obviously this mixtures of botanicals and synthetics are not what I'm looking for. So then I started seeing what else is out there. So I ended up at the supermarket right like the, the natural food store that's right, where right. they were and yes they were a hundred percent natural but they were like not the highest quality the experience wasn't great i hated the smell they were sticky i broke out i was like oh no this is really not a good option for me like natural beauty at the time was not done for the serious skincare clients 
Um, and then I was like, wait, so natural ingredients are the most precious raw materials. They're the most expensive. They grow on the earth. They're the most healthy, but they're represented in a really low end way. There's nothing really high quality in this world of, at the time of, you know, it's very simple. And obviously there are people that love it simple. I'm not saying that everybody likes it like high end and super concentrated like me, but there was no options for a person like me. There were a lot of options for someone that liked to keep it simple right. and be minimal. But I am not a minimalist when it comes to beauty. I am a maximalist. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the exact opposite. So then I started speaking to my friends and preaching about all the chemicals. Beware with this. Google that. And when they were like, Tata, I know that you're really passionate about this stuff, but honestly, we can't find anything that doesn't have any of these chemicals. Like... What are you doing? And I wasn't doing much. And I'm like, well, maybe I can actually, even though I'm not a chemist and I know nothing about formulating beauty, I can maybe use some of my skills that I have to create these products, hire the right people, get the right guidance, uh, infuse uh, the company with a lot of values that I believe in that are part of what I feel that a company uh, should be in the future around sustainability, responsibility, ethical behavior, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I can, I can help contribute. And that's exactly how it started. I, at the time, honestly, don't remember how I got motivated and what was exactly the moment that I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. Like, I can't remember anymore. It's a little bit of a blur. It were very intense five years where I was totally immersed in the world of natural sciences because I wanted, I didn't know a lot about this. One of my first steps was just to buy a lot of books because the natural world has a lot of different sciences. There's botany, there's herbalism, there's aromatherapy, there's homeopathy, right. then there's all the traditional, um, uh, you know, like traditional Chinese medicine, there's Ayurvedic medicine. So it's a lot of different things to study. And then a lot of times that I would re read a book and I would love how the author thinks, I would be like, okay, I'm going to go meet him. This guy's in London, this guy's in Paris, this guy's in Avignon. So I would travel all over and then talk to a lot of this scientists, like a lot of like research scientists, not cosmetic chemists right. necessarily. And I'll be like, you know, I'm trying to do this. And I'm also, because there's so many interesting sciences in the natural world, I want to be able to have a line that incorporates it all because I felt it was just very um, limiting this idea of just being about vitamin C or just about the microbiome or just about peptides you know like the world is so large in the world of green sciences and green technologies and i was just getting a first hand view into how deep and how powerful everything was that i didn't want to just like limit myself for any reason so i was like okay i'm going to try to incorporate all of the sciences into one product and I want to create a line that is truly 100% pure and that it's also very concentrated in terms of the benefits that it provides to, to the clients. Because I also felt as a client that I had to buy so many things to cover my bases. Because a lot of the products out there are just single active formula. So it's your hyaluronic over here, your vitamin C over there. Then what about retinol? Oh, my acids. Then you have to buy so many products. And I'm like, wouldn't it be great to kind of like go into a skincare diet in the sense where you just have one product that does a lot of things for you and yes. that it's really like high powered really potent and that it's multifaceted because to take care of the skin you need much more than even vitamin c i know that we like kind of think that vitamin c is the end all be all of skincare it's a great ingredient but it's not the, you know, but it doesn't cover all your bases, you know, to the skin. There's a lot of things that need to be worked on simultaneously uh, for, for you to have really good, healthy, resilient skin as we age, right? Like, because there's a yes. lot of things that happen naturally as part of the natural aging process, like you create enzymes that degrade collagen. You need to, 
you know, counteract that. Your collagen gets weaker. You need another ingredient to help do that. You need to create more of it. You need to stimulate the, the production of collagen. There's another group of ingredients that do that. To hydrate, there's a whole slew of, you know, things that we have to use to be able to create like a full plumping effect in the skin. So it's a very deep science and sometimes it gets minimized to vitamin C or one ingredient. Um, and I wanted to always create the best natural products. Like that was what was in my mind. I don't want to create the biggest company. I just want to create the best, the, the company that does the best products. So that took a really long time. I remember that, uh, I mean, uh, I, my, my partner who was, it's my ex-husband, he was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, where have you been? I, I basically spent all my savings uh, in, 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 in the company at the beginning. So he was like concerned after many years. He's like, okay, Tata, it's year three. I know that you've been doing a lot of research, but where's this going? Where is <laughs> what is this leading to? What is to? the next step here? <laughs> what is the next step here? And, and the reality is that that time just gave me the ability to create a know-how that it's very specific to us to be able to have a formula where you can load tons of ingredients into it to be able to have a completely natural system because the mandate in my mind was always like okay how do we decompose a typical formulation right synthetic formulation which is mainly what's out there how do we do all the things that a synthetic product does but with natural raw materials now and there is to create products you have the actives right like the ingredients that are actually going to work in right. your skin which you know that's a whole slew of science there and then there are all the other uh, ingredients that are more about the product itself right you need preservatives you need stabilizers you need emulsifiers you need ph adjusters you need the stability. things that are the vessel to get the active ingredients where they need to go and maintain them exactly yeah. and to create textures to create yeah. sensorial experiences so uh that's another group of people so <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a big exercise i didn't really realize how intense this was going to be if i knew that this was going to be this intense probably i wouldn't have started at the harbor skincare um <laughs> just because it was just like all consuming um and but it was great because we we were able to create a product that's really unique like beauty typically is very outsourced the reality is that a lot of beauty brands it's kind of like private label you go to right. a lab you work with those labs with bases that they've already created and then it's all about the different textures and then they would be like oh tata you're from colombia amazing we have this ingredients from the amazons we'll just make it about your heritage and you being colombian and i'm like wait 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 no <laughs> this is not what i want to do at all this is not about me and my heritage this is about what's good for the skin so they eventually realized that i was asking for like ground up formulation like meaning creating something from scratch they number one didn't have the time or the patience to work with somebody like me they thought that what I wanted to do was impossible and and that's what led me to take this alternate route that it was you know just very lengthy but it paid off like because we created something that was very very unique and it was a true innovation in the beauty space because i feel that even though we're so advanced now and you know there's a lot of different ingredients in in, in the market and i'm preview to them all the time and i shamelessly like take advantage of every technology that we can for our products still the awareness in the general public is around a lot of ingredients that are old that are from the 80s right like right. vitamin c retinol like there's really nothing new there right and there's so many new technologies that we bring from all over the world that um, that are really at the cutting edge of where skincare is and uh, and I thought that it would be great just to be able to show that in a product that it's well formulated and that it's really really high quality um, so so that's how I got into it like a really long-winded <laughs> no but that's perfect I, I mean it's even you know having worked with your line and you over the past many years there are still things in that story that I hadn't known so mm. um, you know our listeners are, are gonna have a real treat <laughs> um, well let's talk a little bit more about the next 
next step because I know, of course, everybody knows um, who um, use your products and who follow what you do about your farm in Vermont because it's such a big part of everything. Um, it's the center of it, but uh, you had the farm as you were going into this, right? So tell me about the farm and how the process works yeah. there. We bought the farm like in 2003. So I was still living in Miami and I used to come every other weekend to my farm. Like I remember taking a flight from MIA to Burlington every other weekend with friends. And it was like such a magical place. Like I remember we really wanted a farm. I really wanted a farm. And uh, Henry grew up in New York City, so he was very familiar with Vermont. And Vermont was the last place we went to. Like we started like looking at the Berkshires, the Adirondacks, um, the Hudson Valley. And I really wanted a place where real agriculture was happening, right. not just like second homes and cute towns, which are beautiful. Oh, wonderful, yeah. <laughs> wonderful, but that's not necessarily what I was envisioning. Right. And then we arrived to Vermont and there's something magical that happens when you drive from the border into Vermont that you're like, wait, what is this place? It's so amazing. It's like a mini Switzerland here in the US. It's actually very similar to the views that you get here from the farm, from right. Blackberry Farms. And I think it's one of the reasons why I love this farm so much is just because it reminds me of my own farm. But um, but yes, we had the farm and the farm was an old uh, dairy um, operation. And it had quite a bit of barns and we were not farmers, you know, we're like, okay, we, we're not gonna like have a dairy operation here <laughs> at all. Uh, but so the barns were left kind of like unused, like we used it like to do parties and things like that. But then when I started working, uh, you know, to create Tata Harper, I got really inspired on, you know, as I was researching ingredients on what grows really well on this farm that I can contribute to, to this line. Because I was all about bringing ingredients from where they grow first class. Wherever this ingredient, this botanical is meant to grow with the best property, this is where I wanted to bring it from. So I'm like, what grows in this clay soil here in my farm and I worked with our, an herbalist to help me create our first garden and to test a lot of different herbs. So that's how we ended up making our farm beauty complex, which is with herbs grown on the state. Um, so right now that blend is calendula that it's added to, um, to the blend for its soothing properties. And in Vermont, we grow a really special um, type of calendula that it's more of a, a, a an orange mm. color. It's like mm -hmm. a deep orange. Uh, and that has much more of those phytochemicals that you need to fight like inf inflammation in the skin. Same for Arnica. It grows really well in the farm. Uh, Meadowsweet, which is a natural source of salicylic acid. We grow alfalfa, that one we wild harvest because it has the, the chlorophyll content inside of um, alfalfa is just extremely oxygenating for your skin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then borage, that it's like a superfood, oh. it's like a, a multivitamin for your skin. So we started our gardens early on, and today we still have our gardens, they're just bigger, and there we grow for the most part. Um, what goes into the farm beauty complex. So then as I was fit, you know, like probably like year four into the development of Tata Harper, I started thinking about like, wait, how am I going to produce this product? Okay. We have the formula. Everything is good. And for the most part, you know, like I wanted to launch with our routine. It was really important to launch with our routine. So it took a long time also because we developed 12 products simultaneously. Wow. Um, yeah. So then I'm like, wait, wait where are we going to produce this? And then, you know, I'm an engineer. So I love the part of production and methods and times and processes. Like I'm very passionate, like still my team have to like remove me from the conversations because I can't help myself. Like I want to get involved in like what machine we're buying, what the new layout. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then I'm like, okay, let's see how beauty's done. And then 
uh, I remember just touring a lot of contract manufacturers. That's what they're called. It's like these companies that you hire to make your product, okay. like to create the goop. Like, and typically contract manufacturers are in charge of buying all of your raw materials, buying all of your packaging, like your glass, like everything. They source everything for you and they create all the products for you. And under that facility, they also create another 80 brands. Right. But then yes, I was okay. like, wait, I've spent five years of my time developing a new technology that I'm going to just share with this guy. Do uh, I really want to hand this off to somebody in such a, I mean, that's a big way. Yeah, there were a couple factors. That was one. I was like, okay, this is a very specific know-how and I'm going to just share it with this person that is creating products for many brands. So mm, that, that was like, no. Then the other thing were their minimums. Like in order for you to work with them, sometimes you have to create 10,000 units or of something, right? Like when you're starting 10,000 right. like units. Like I'm just starting this, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're like, wait, wait, 10,000 units. And I just keep thinking to myself like, okay, so it's gonna take me like at least two years to sell through 10,000 units. These are products that, you know, like you should, like I don't want my clients to get old product. Like I don't want them, I want them to get it like a month's within the time frame that we made them, not like exactly. many months in or almost a year or worse, I'm gonna end up producing more than what I need, being super wasteful. And these are things that have taken resources and energy to produce, right? And I'm just gonna throw away. It's similar to what happens in the fashion industry where they have to like burn so much clothing. And I'm like, this is not very sustainable. And I remember touring those factors and being like, this is super easy. You know, like I had before I started Tata Harper, I was building buildings with uh, also with my ex-husband. We had a development company and we were building like towers in downtown Miami. And I remember being like, this is like nothing, you know, like after coming from building these three buildings, you know, this is really, I remember looking at the equipment and being like, okay, so these are mixers really big kettles, like similar to that cheese making class that I just did like a few months ago. Like this is not like specialized mm, equipment. And what that's is when your mind started to go to, Yeah, hey, we could do this. I'm like, I'm sure <laughs> I can find all this equipment and I'm sure that I could renovate the barns and create our factory there. And that's the role that the farm plays right now. It's like, we have a garden, we grow ingredients for a, a proprietary um, ingredient that comes from the farm, but also in the farm is where we make the products. And I felt that that, which was the number three reason why I ended up deciding to just go ahead and produce the products is because I'm like, you know, that's my most basic responsibility. I felt, I remember when I used to buy my Swiss skincare products, I felt really that they were coming from Switzerland, that they were made in the Alps, right? And then you're like in one of these contract manufacturers, you're like, oh, that's actually made here. It was so disappointing. It's kind of like that fantasy that I have. It's really like not true at all. And I'm like, it would be super nice to maintain that fantasy alive for my clients also and I all and if I don't make the products what do I do like subcontracting everything like especially when it comes to with the products because I'm like I'm sure that my clients don't care if I outsource my accounting if I outsource even my content but I'm sure that they are not really um you know, they're not gonna be satisfied by knowing that I'm not making their products, right? And and that way, not only do you keep that fantasy alive, but we could also maintain quality. I don't have to like disclose my know-how to anyone. And then more importantly, the products are super fresh because we are we operate the factory like a, like a food company. Like we make, every single month, we make all of our products. So it's not about like, how do we maximize the efficiency in which we produce is about always pre you know producing exactly what we need so that there's not excess inventory that could arrive to the clients older than it should so since the beginning we've been operating like that i mean obviously when we launched everything you know we were all under the roof of one barn now we're scattered into many barns and and our bigger offices are in burlington 
which is like uh, the biggest city in right. Vermont, like yeah. where, where there's where a lot of our team and our fulfillment and our finished goods are stored. And at the farm is purely production. So the factory. So so that's that's what happens there. And um, and I actually came from my farm. I'm spending the summers uh, in my farm. I moved to New Canaan, Connecticut. Um, and uh, But I spend a lot of time in the farm. That's wonderful. Well, you mentioned actually a couple of, we, we've talked about, you know, getting into natural beauty and, and what that means. And you mentioned green technologies. And um, I, I think it'd be really great to talk a little bit more about what some of the terminology means mm-hmm. um, and what either the differences are or, or the, it, you know, what means the same thing. Uh, so tell me a little bit about um, the verbiage, the um, keywords that that you are using that apply to what you do um, and how they um, interact with the, you know, what we're saying in the industry right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, we're saying so many things right, right now. <laughs> um, let's see, where do we begin? So there's a lot of terminology agreed with you. And, and I feel that, that ter- a lot of that terminology is meant to clarify things mm-hmm. to the client, but I feel that now more than ever, clients are more confused than ever because there's no strict regulations around the terminology, there's not clarity around the terminology, and a lot of times it ends up being in customer disappointment when they end up buying something that is not exactly what they had in mind that they were buying. The different terms that are around are clean, Right. right. Clean is a big we one. We hear that a lot right now, definitely. Yeah. So clean is an attempt from the industry to use less controversial. It's a, it's a wide term in the sense that it means a lot of different things. And maybe that's why it's so confusing. Sorry, I should have started with that. Uh, it, it, it Number one, it means that they're making an effort to remove controversial chemicals, but each brand has their own controversial chemicals that they remove and they're all different so for some companies about removing like their dirty six for others about like making the formulas paraben free for other companies about parabens and sls so it's really everyone's really creating their own definition yeah every brand is kind of adhering and then there's also distribution uh kind of like what the distribution sometimes is telling you that clean should be like there's guidelines for that at Sephora or at Credo or different right, okay. uh, mm-hmm. stores around the world are creating their own uh, definition for that as well. On top of whatever the brand decides to make uh, clean about, then there is um, under clean. There's also an effort around sustainability that I think that it's really great. Uh, because it means that we're creating less trash and being just more conscious and Absolutely. more responsible. Um, but that is also like very wide. For some brands, it's about uh, buying back their carbon emissions. For some other brands, it's about starting refills. For some other brands, it's about um, just adding more post-consumer into their plastic. It's all over the place. Um, And then on top of that, there's new terminology like vegan uh, that has to do with products that don't have animal byproducts. And that term, that term is actually one of the ones that it's the most confusing because a lot of people think that vegan stands for like, oh, this is all made out of vegetables. Right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The earth is, you know, and it's like, (laughs) no, actually something that is completely synthetic can be vegan. It's all about like not having animal byproducts. Then there's cruelty-free, that it's uh, another uh, term uh, that has to do about not being cruel to animals, right? So there's all of these things that are all amazing. They're all they're good. All but good, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's super confusing. And I think that in this world of clean and green and everything in between, uh, <laughs> the best friends that clients have for to make sure that they're buying exactly what they think that they're buying is to look at the seals and get familiar with seals and third-party certifications. Because honestly, like that's what tells you how much importance a brand is placing on values that are important to you. So for example, if you are like, I want my products to be super sustainable and to be very natural. What are the seals that certify that? Because these are all optional seals right. that are expensive, time consuming. I mean, I have a team that it's dedicated just to seals, right? And the budget for seals is totally huge. <laughs> uh, but why do we do that? Because 
we want to make sure that clients become a more informed consumer and that they know that when they're buying our products is not that we're saying it it's like there is some there's an agency that specializes in certifying uh on this particular topic and we have that seal because that's important to us we've invested the time the resources the money and also the values to be able to get there so for example we have many seals uh probably the most important one is ecocert and are you familiar with ecocert yes yes and i i recognize that that was one i was i wanted to ask you about what is the process of becoming certified or receiving that seal. Yeah. You know that I was having an interview with a journalist uh, last week and she was like, you know, you're eco-cert, but I've heard that that's just like paying for something and getting the seal. And I'm like, sure, you need to pay. Of course, these things are not for free, <laughs> but it's not the, but by paying doesn't mean that you get the seal. Yes, you have to pay, but you have to meet a lot of different criteria to get the seal. Number one, they validate every single raw material that we use. And uh, and they validate it to make sure that they're 100% natural, which is what our claim is to our client, that our promise is to our client, is that we're not going to use any synthetic chemical whatsoever. So they validated that and they help us validate that that natural ingredient is also being processed in a sustain with sustainable methods and it's not creating byproducts that are toxic to the environment. That's the other piece. Um, they also make sure that whatever packaging we're using for the formula needs to be also approved by them because they need to be they it needs to meet their sustainability standards around recyclability biodegra biodegradable and the percentage that goes into the landfill that can't be recycled um and they come from to our farm every quarter from france and they spend a week Wow. Going through everything. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty intense. And it also, they certify the organic content, which is basically, you know, we are 100% natural. So all of our ingredients grow on the earth, but organic has to do with how those ingredients were farmed, right? Like they were farmed without genetically modified seeds, no pesticides, no, no fertilizers. That's what organic means and certifies. So EcoCert does that for us as well. So it's a really intense process. <laughs> and, uh, and it's something that we, it's an investment for us, right? It's, these are, things are not cheap. These things are not easy, but I think that they're important because that is the importance that we place on all of those things for a client. Yeah. And you're, it's, it's telling your clients so much if, if they are educated on that. Mm -hmm. That's why seals are really key, I think, for clients, especially in this environment that we're in of like all of these terms, all of this, like people saying things that are really not accurate. Um, and then the one that loses is the client that thinks that they're buying things that are not really what they're buying. Right. Because most, really, you can claim almost anything and technically be okay with it. The proof. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Like, <laughs> your, your clients trust you, but, I mean, you are, you are telling them there's, there's no question. Mm -hmm. It's an additional layer of peace of mind that I mm -hmm. think that it's really important to my client. Let's talk about routine. So, you know, I think that we have a lot of listeners who I think are big fans. Um, and I imagine that we have people who are also really interested in natural beauty, but may be intimidated or confused or just, you know, not sure where to start in transitioning into that routine. So can you give us some insight on what, you know, what they should do? Yeah, what are the steps to take? Yeah. I know it's hard to change beauty routines for a lot of people, especially because it ha typically has taken a while to get there, right? Investing in a lot of products that didn't work for them, and then finally they settled in something that that it's that that they're liking. Uh, but when they're thinking about, okay, I'm loving this. I remember when I used to buy, you know, again my Swiss skincare products. I was really attached to them. And, uh, and it's hard to make the switch, but then you're like, okay, I want to go into something that it's more natural, that it's more conducive to my health and well-being. I don't want to be exposing myself to all these chemicals and increasing my toxic load and et cetera, right? That are some of the things that, that are come through people's minds. I think that 
one of the most important steps to approach, maybe not like steps, like the approach should be that you don't want to like dive right in, like head okay. first. No, <laughs> you want to wet your toes. That would be my instinct. So. <laughs> that would be your instinct. It's the instinct of so many people. It's like, I'm going to throw everything away. I'm going to buy everything new. And so people do that. But I think that the best approach is to wet, you know, kind of like get your feet wet first. And that in beauty terms mean start by, you know, trying a cleanser, a mask, see how that goes. Are you liking it? Is your skin getting better? Are you seeing results? And then you evaluate, right? Then after that, then you want to like, if you're like, okay, I'm loving the results. What's next? Then you want to do more of the moisturizers, like, you know, essences, you know, moisturizers, heavy creams, whatever you're into, oils, for example. And then I would leave treatment like your serum and your eye cream, which are your most important anti-aging products. You want to leave that last okay, in the process. I think that that's a good way of starting. It's manageable. And then you immediately see if what you're adding is making a difference or if your skin is agreeing. Because there's no one skincare line that is good for everybody. Right. Well, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, like I said, my instinct would be just to like go all in. But really, then you are, each product, you are seeing in that moment what the difference is with your skin. Mm -hmm. So it makes great sense. <laughs> well, as we're talking about products, and you mentioned, you know, cleanser, moisturizer, um, serums, uh, eye cream, uh -huh. I think a lot of people still are a little bit confused or um, just aren't really sure, you know, is there a order that I have to go in? What is the layering um, technique that I should follow to have the best results to make, to bring everything into my skin in the best way? What order do I need to take? <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely a science around that. And I like to teach that a lot in, uh, beauty classes like I've been doing beauty classes since I launched and I'm quite addicted to them I'm so sad that I haven't done any in so long but in those classes a lot of it is running my clients through a routine and and the order in which you should layer up your products because if you layer incorrectly there's a chance that things are just not absorbing so it's kind of like you're not like you're like wasting the product on the skin so I love to obviously always start with cleansers, right? People underestimate cleansers, I have to tell you. I, I am surprised with the amount of people that say that they do not wash their face. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like I am like, what? You don't wash your face. Like, how? Why? Right? They're like, no, we are in the shower. Guys, ah, don't listen no. to those people. <laughs> you need to wash your face, like, please. Um, <laughs> And it's, it's a really an important step that it's very underestimated, but that it sets kind of like sets the stage for everything else. Because if your skin is not clean, you are not, you know, you have a lot of buildup. Things are number one, not absorbing from the get go. Right. Because so all that buildup is still there. All that congestion uh, from the day, makeup, sunscreen, all those big particles. <clears throat> I love to start my day exfoliating. So I love using the regenerating cleanser. We're talking about yes, the regenerating cleanser. me too. Cleanser. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like that, that unicorn that we have. But it's one of my Desert Island products too. And I love waking up and exfoliating. Not because my skin is dirty, right? I just woke up. But what happens is that during the nighttime, your skin regenerates, right? Like the rest of your organs through your circadian rhythm, which kicks kicks in like around 10 p.m. That's why they always say that it's better to be in bed around 10 p.m. because that's when all the reset begins for the body and including your skin. And that for that is great because I am and I thought I was just being boring. But now I can say it's for my beauty routine. Yeah, no, it's for your whole wellness. It's actually yeah. for your whole body. And so when you wake up, basically your skin has gone through like a regeneration process, which in skin terms means that new cells have grown and that old cells have died and they're there 
on top of your skin, just laying there, right? So I want to get rid of all that dead skin the moment I wake up. So I use the regenerating cleanser on dry skin and I polish my skin as a lot of enzymes and clays and willow bark. And, you know, it's chemical and physical exfoliation, but it's really mild and it's gentle enough that you can use it every day. So that's number one. This is my morning routine. Then after that, I, um, if I'm going to do a mask, this would be the time to do a mask, like a resurfacing mask for glow, or if you're dry, you can do the hydrating uh, floral mask or, you know, or, or maybe you're not masking. So if you're not masking, then you go right into your essence. Okay. Why? And, and essences, right. by the way, are not toners. Essences is a totally different category and a different product type in beauty. Essences are a product that hydrates. So it's kind of like the exact opposite of an essence. And toners, uh, toners are more astringent. They're more about removing oil and sebum. Essences are the antithesis of that. They are okay. about hydrating the skin and more, more importantly, Essences are penetration enhancers. So whatever you add after an essence, it's going to go deeper inside of the skin. Okay. It's kind of like a mini elevator of skincare inside of the skin, an essence. So I love, so I cleanse, I mist with, the, let's say, our hydrating floral essence that has tons of different hyaluronic acid molecular sizes and tons of different flowers to soothe the skin. And then... I, with the face wet with that, I want to do my two most important anti-aging products. Your serum for your whole face and neck and chest, and even lower if you want to go there, <laughs> and, <laughs> and your eye cream. Those, okay. the two key products, those yes. two products, so important, <laughs> so important, so key. They're totally different than, uh, cream and a moisturizer moisturizers are just about moisturizing the skin the serum the serum and your eye cream is where all of like most of the anti-aging activity is it's the targeted activity very targeted right. activity and it's very concentrated when it comes to our formulations so you do you do that and, and also, by the way, eye creams are important. I don't know if you've heard that a lot of people don't like to use eye cream. That just sounds insane to me, but um, I, I can believe it. Um, yeah, believe it. But so they're wrong. They're people. so wrong. I know. It's, to me, like if I need to choose between either a serum or an eye cream, definitely the eye cream is the priority because it's where you get your first wrinkles. The skin is so thin and it gets dehydrated so fast. And it, to me, it's a complete priority and a must have from the moment that you turn 20 onward. Absolutely. Period. <laughs> um, and also a lot of, for those people that are curious about why they need an eye cream, um, yes, it has a lot of anti-aging like the serum, right? Because you have a lot of, you know, like you develop wrinkles around your eyes, but also around the eye area, there's very specific things that happen. Uh, that are not necessarily happening around your whole face, like around the eye area. Number one, the skin is super thin. It's like 40 times thinner than in the rest of your body. Uh, so you need to have ingredients that help build epidermal thickness. Like that's a huge goal. That's not necessarily pre as prevalent in the formula for other products, right? Like as intense as it is, it is in an eye cream. Also around your eye, we tend to accumulate a lot of fat and fluid. So, you know, that get people puffy and right. the bags. So you need a lot of ingredients to help improve lymphatic drainage. And you also need a lot of ingredients that help uh, break down fatty deposits. That there are some ingredients now that are wonderful that really help. Like uh, there's a red calcified algae that we bring from Morocco that it's incredible to help down deep fat deposits. Um, for example, you don't want that in in your serum because you're trying to build yes. volume. But right. that's really key if you have bags. Also around the eye area, the it has very poor circulation and veins because they are so thin. They become kind of leaky. I know it sounds disgusting, but it actually happens. <laughs> and it leads to dark shadows. It's a lot of times it's just like muscle tissue that it's stained with 
blood in there. So you need a lot of ingredients that help you with like what's called like vascular permeability. That it's how do we prevent that from right. happening? Okay. So there's a lot of things that are in an eye cream, guys, that are not necessarily in your serum, in your moisturizer, in your essence, in your oil. So eye creams are a must. It is key. It is key. <laughs> so moving right along. So with a cleanse, then essence, serum, eye cream, then what do you do? I would say that's when you moisturize. That's when you moisturize. Exactly. Okay. And also, <laughs> by the way, one of the reasons why eye cream and serums go in first is because they are also formulated with ingredients that have a really small molecular grade, much, much smaller than moisturizers, because a lot of the things that you're trying to do with serums and eye creams are happening in your dermis, in the deepest layer of the skin. And to be able okay. to reach that layer, they you have need... to penetrate before the moisturizer because then otherwise they're not, they're blocking they're not it. Penetrating. It's blocking yeah, it yeah. because the moisturizer, for example, a good moisturizer has a wide range of molecular sizes because you are trying to bring deep moisture to your dermis, to bring hyaluronic acid to your dermis. That's where your skin makes naturally hyaluronic acid. So you're trying to stimulate it in the dermis. To get to the dermis, you need very small uh, molecular weight. Um, but then also moisture is needed in the outer layers of the skin. And for that moisture to retain in the outer layers of the skin, now you need a bigger molecule. So for example, in our one of our moisturizers, the hyaluronic gel moisturizer, it has a thousand different molecular sizes of hyaluronic acid so that you create a full plumping effect from the bottom to the upper layer of the skin and your barrier. And it just really creates like that really bouncy skin. But again, it has a mixture of molecular sizes. So you wanna add that after your serum and your eye cream. And then last is when you do face oils because face oils are wonderful, but they have, typically they have a larger molecular structure because that's what allows them to focus on the surface layer of the skin. And their main role is to lock hydration in, right? It, they, they prevent water from evaporating from the skin, but they also are food. They contain natural derived minerals, vitamins, omegas, amino acids, antioxidants, you know, like they are like a multivitamin, but topically applied for the skin. And that always goes last. If you right. apply oil first, a lot of the other things are not, might not penetrate as well. Right. So, but you want to always with your routine, maximize absorption. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that you love to do the beauty classes and the workshops, and I felt confident that I knew the right answers because I attended one of those. <laughs> and it was really so wonderful. We were down at the Yaller Hammer Pavilion here on property on the farm. Wait, how do you call that pavilion? Yaller Hammer. Yaller Hammer. Yaller yeah. Hammer? Yaller Hammer. Yaller Hammer. It's okay. named after a uh, fly tie for fly fishing. Oh, um, okay. And so it's, you know, bizarre. I, when I, I, when we first named it, I thought it was like we were purposely mispronouncing something for fun, but it, <laughs> like it's actually a real story. Yeah. Y'all are hammer. <laughs> Uh, but we had a, a beautiful setup down there and it was so wonderful. And you actually had one of your daughters there who was helping like pass out the product and go through the process. And I mean, she was pretty young um, and it was really just, she might have been nine. Yeah. The last I, time I, I was here, she's 11 now. So that was like yeah, two years ago. That was ago. about two years ago. Um, and so I just loved that. I was pregnant with my daughter at the time who's two now. So yeah, it was two years ago. <laughs> and, um, I, I just thought it was wonderful. So I'd love to know how, you know, you have three kids, how are they involved? How do they enjoy being part of what you do or traveling with you for things that you're doing with your line? So they are, um, they're very aware of what I do since I've been a little girl, because I've been traveling with them since they're babies to do for work, you know? So when I had Hunter, he's now 12, um, I would take him everywhere in that baby Bjorn to meetings, to beauty classes, yeah. to meet with all sorts of people. <laughs> um, and as they grown, as they grown, they just are really fascinated by different aspects. I think that Hunter specifically, he loves packaging. So he's really, um, 
he's very sensorial. He's like, oh, I don't like this finish, mom. Or, you know, the, the package looks a little small for this or uh, that type of thing. So he, or if we're going to do a limited edition set, he always likes to look at the design, open and close the drawers. Like he's very technical. Uh, while Grace, the one that you met, Grace Paloma, she's more, she's a product. She's all about the product. She's like, mom, this texture is not a winner. Oh, mm -hmm. I could tell even in the class because, yeah. you know, she's like putting something into my hand and she's like describing it to me and why it's so cool. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, you yeah, could yeah. tell. Yeah, she's like, this is like, a, you know, mom, it, like the last time we were trying a new moisturizer that I'm formulating, she's like, I love how this like, there's like a water break in your skin. I'm like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> you know like a cooling like water break effect i'm like okay this is <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah and then tata mia is a lot into the smell she's my little one she's all about the smell and the stickiness like oh too sticky too sticky you're not there yet too sticky too sticky uh but they they love it i mean they've seen me i mean i work from home i've been working from home like pre-pandemic so i'm kind of like you know getting ready for this all yeah, along that was already your norm yeah. yeah it was already my norm so they are very used to seeing people from my team at home and me at home and, and I at night it's kind of like our time together like after work and we all do the routines at night and we talk and we mask and we kind of like get updated on, I get an update on their life as we're you know just doing our cleansing and brushing our teeth and then doing moisturizer or whatever and um and they really love it they really love the company i i, I didn't uh, know how involved they were gonna be i mean i grew up with a mom that was also an entrepreneur and she had a totally different business she had like a liquor business in colombia and uh, and she she had us working since we were really young. She's like, oh, you want to go where? Oh, you want to go to Paris? Really? Okay, you have to set up these five concerts for me. Like she, you know, she used to do a lot of concerts and stuff, and she would involve us all the time, like getting the lighting guy, getting the sound. What about the musicians? Like, you know, like where are we gonna do it? Like we need to hire the stage. Like it was a whole thing and it was so fun to be involved in your mom's and your parents' life since you're young and understanding like a lot of the details behind their oh, yeah. day to day. And so many lessons I would imagine that yeah. you're able to learn both from her and that your kids are learning from you um, and about, uh, you know, what it takes to do what you do. Mm -hmm. um, that's really great. Yeah. No, I asked them because I spent so much time away from home too that I just want to make sure that they understand that I'm not like out there partying, you know, <laughs> like I am traveling because I need to work. Um, so, you know, it's uh, no, they get it. They get it. They love it. And they come with me to a lot of trips. Yeah. Well, we really had fun with Grace being here on that one. And speaking of Grace, Grace being here in that wonderful workshop, uh, I mentioned earlier that, you know, we've partnered for a long time at Blackberry with your line and um, we're incorporating new treatments coming up with some the sensorial uh, resets. Yes. Uh, I so I want to talk about that in a second, but uh, but I'm just interested in, in, you know, what what keeps you coming back? You know, we could just have your products and, and uh, execute the treatments, but you, we've been so lucky that you're willing to come and spend time with us and do workshops here with us and come speak with us here in this moment. Um, you know, what brings you back? <laughs> I mean, you're kidding. I love coming here. <laughs> um, I think that I just, every time I come, I just really have a very wonderful experience. And I just love, like, I love farms and, and I obviously have my farm and this reminds me a lot of my farm but I just came from my farm right um, so I think that aside from that it's just like I love how comfortable and cozy everything is and I also I'm very visual so I love to be visually stimulated and I love how I love the style. I love the core. I love interior decor. It's always been like a passion. Like if Tata Harper goes broke for you know, for whatever reason, I will. Oh gosh, see, oh gosh no, 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 I will be an interior <laughs> designer. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, I just love like just like the aesthetics, the style, uh, and I just love how friendly everybody is. And I feel like a little bit of like a home away from home in the sense that I already get to meet so many 
people that have been here for so long and that I come back and they're still here and they they remember what I had the last time I was here <laughs> and my friend that came with me or my this that came along and you know it's like a lot of shared experiences as well so it's a lot of different things and I also discover like great uh things that are happening like musicians that I've never seen before or I've learned to like fly fish here yes um <laughs> we uh, my son my son learned how to like do the clay uh, the, oh yeah the um clay shooting the clay shooting yeah. and, and I did too and uh I've been horseback riding I've been all over the place I think in this in this farm and and it's been wonderful I I honestly feel that it's like a home away from home like those places that you go that you feel so comfortable and so familiar that it's uh it's it's nice it's very like nostalgic for me yeah. too good well we love welcoming you back to your home away from home um you mentioned uh briefly and i took us in another direction but i wanted to circle back to to the new treatments that we are launching in the coming months uh with your line that i think have a really beautiful holistic approach can you tell me a little bit about and tell everyone a little about about what those treatments will involve and the added elements that are being brought into the treatment room sure so we wanted to uh, make that hour to hour and a half where the client is getting a facial that it's really typically been just really focused on their skin and their skincare and make it a little bit more holistic so that you can get much more wellness out of that hour and kind of like maximize the wellness during that time that you are getting your facial so the sensorial resets are about bringing like your the five senses into the treatment so really stimulating all of your senses so we've developed and partner with tea companies to create special teas for the different resets uh, also we've created a customized soundtrack per uh, treatment that basically helps you achieve like a lot of binaural beats that are all about like putting a certain vibration and frequency um, that you're yes, hearing and, and getting kind of like your mind in, in gamma or theta or you know different wavelengths um, which is another very interesting it thing. is fascinating the, the science of frequency and what and and the impact is is really fascinating it's really fascinating you know that I'm doing the sound bath at uh, Blackberry Mountain yes I'm gonna go to the proper to the other property to the sound bath but yeah and also we are uh, bringing the lights like polarized light into the treatment that it's a very beneficial light it's a it's a wavelength that you're not able to get naturally um, and that it's it's kind of like a happy light you it know is. and it's also like really good for your skin and obviously we have brought in a lot of thing new things to the facial treatment itself whether it's like new massage techniques new tools new products new way of using them and uh, and really create a, a little bit of a journey i mean I, I hate that word because like everybody uses that word but it's true it's for like, good reason it's a great it's a, it's a <laughs> it's journey <great. laughs> it's a, yeah i don't know what other word to use but it's really it takes you like into like it takes you into into a mood absolutely well I have to say our therapists are so excited um, they've been training and uh, we can't wait to start providing it to our guests they're really beautiful thank you thank you um, okay well I don't want to take up your whole day so um, I'll I'll wrap it up with one last question that mm -hmm. um, I think is very important what are the three must-haves from the line? Because I think I said my favorite thing is the regenerating cleanser. Um, we talked about how eye cream is so important, but what are the three key things that you feel like must-have? Must-have from our line? I mean, I love all my products, so it's really hard. I know, but it's kind of it's, not fair, isn't it, right? It's not you know? fair. <laughs> I make everyone from scratch, everything. Is, you know, they're my babies. But um, let's see. I would, let's say the most popular ones okay. are definitely the regenerating cleanser, which we've talked about a lot here. Um, the other one that it's really, like, incredible that it's, you know, it, it's really like the pinnacle of our technology is the Elixir Vitae serum, which that serum has a total of 72 active ingredients. So it's the unprecedented, the amount of activity that it's in that serum. And it's really a serum that has the latest in anti-aging technology in the sense that it covers 
all your bases, absolutely everything. And it also includes a lot of like this new um, green biotech that kind of like gives you the topical effects of injectables. Like there's, um, we created a cocktail of four different neurotransmitter peptides and neurotransmitter peptides are this ingredients that relax wrinkles. Like they basically, dis they kind of like disconnect like the connection that exists between your subcutaneous muscles and your nerves. And it gives you like this like relaxing effect of wrinkles. And we created four because they all work at different time frames so that you're covered for a longer period of time. And they come from, you know, we bring Spanish lavender from Spain, we bring Spilanthes from Madagascar. It also has a snowflake bulb from Israel and it has the crystal tears. It's called crystal. It's basically these crystals that come, that grow out of the bark of this specific tree in Greece and they help you relax wrinkles. It's like incredible. Wow. And it also has like uh, another group of ingredients to help with uh, the skin itself in the sense that it helps with voluminizing because we lose a lot of like our fat pad as we get older and like that bounciness in the skin. So a lot of ingredients that work in your hypoderm, like right under the skin that actually make your fat cells fatter and brings you back that volume. Obviously you don't want that in a lot of other places, but they're great for your skin. And also ingredients that bring a lot of epidermal thickness because you know, like we, um, the skin goes through neuroaging and as a result of neuroaging, your skin gets thinner. Like when neuroaging is basically this concept of like not having great communication with your nerve endings and your skin. And when there's that lack of co proper communication, which is a natural part of the aging process, your skin starts becoming thinner and less resistant. So we have ingredients like jugovine, for example, that actually help create that connection and reconnect it again. And as a result, you see in a lot of clinical studies that epidermal thickness, it's, it's, um, it's increased. And things like that. Amazing. But that serum, I mean, I could talk yeah. about the 72 actors. <laughs> Definitely that. And then I would say that the third one is our restorative eye cream. Yeah, you have to have that. I mean, yeah, you, you have, have to have, to have eye cream. That. Yes, you have to have that. And I just did a big technology update on the restorative eye cream. You know, we're always kind of like tweaking all of our formulas behind the scenes to update the technology, similar to your iPhone, how it goes through like yeah. an update. Same thing. We do the same with our products and that just like here, like in June, we just started creating that formula. So it's really exciting. It's so wonderful because I think that is, you know, pretty unique to you, honestly, that, um, you know, you are always, um, researching and updating like the iPhone, if you will, because I think, you know, there are so many lines out there that I, you probably are finding the same formula as you did, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah, a lot of times there's there's two approaches. Sometimes they're like, I'm too afraid to change something that it's working. But for me, it's like, I just want to make things better instead of create another product, you know? Right. Better just to optimize and improve what you have instead of like now coming up with a new product. Yeah, it makes great sense. <laughs> Tata, thank you so much for being here today. It was really wonderful to talk with you. I've learned so much and we're just so grateful to be partnered with you and to have you come and visit with us at your home away from home. Aww, thank Farm. you so much. I'm grateful too. And thank you for having me. Great. Thank you for listening to the Blackberry podcast. Continue following the journey wherever you subscribe. Thank you to our guests, interviewers, and audience. Dive into more stories, videos, photos, and podcast episodes on theblackberrymagazine.com. Make a great day.